Welcome to the Sweet Tooth Vegan Podcast. This is an extension of my food blog, SweetToothShay.com. I am your host, Shalina. What's going on, everybody? My name is Gene Sharit, also known as the Basic Vegan. And to some of your favorite vegan, I'm here on the Sweet Tooth Vegan Podcast. Shalina, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being willing to take time out of your day to come on the show. Not a problem. So my first question that I have for you is, how long have you been vegan for? I've been vegan for four years, going on five. December, December will make it five years. And what, how did you come to that, uh, I guess, lifestyle? Like, what made you want to become vegan? It was a couple of things, actually. Like, um, originally, when I thought about it, it was because I was always into healthy eating and um, I had cut beef out of my diet for uh, for a long time. I want to say like seven years. So it was, I was always into like eating the organic chickens and the organic fish and trying to just stay away from the, the genetically modified stuff and just eat as healthy as I can. And um, I started to I started to read more into the the way the industry was and the way the food industry itself was and started doing more the more research that I did on the dairy and the meat industry the more I started to realize that you know in a nutshell they really don't care about us um you know what I mean yeah I found the same so it was it was a little bit of that so then I when I decided that I wanted to try it you know I didn't fully go on in the beginning like I tried it for one month like a whole month and I remember that month because I had to DJ a little kid's party and I got to the party and I didn't really know and when I tried for that month I didn't really like um prepare myself really well um, I just knew that I couldn't eat like fish and chicken and shrimp and all that stuff so I get to this party and I literally ate french fries the whole day because <laughs> it was like a five-hour party and there was something to eat and being that I didn't know, you know, and I didn't feel like asking the chef who prepared the food, I just, I didn't even know if the fries was um, fried in, you know, chicken grease or whatever. So I literally just ate fries throughout that whole day. Um, I must have had like three oh, wow. plates of French fries. <laughs> but oh, so that wow. was, but other than that, humble, humble beginning. yeah, humble beginning. Because, you know, when you're home, it's so easy to control and, you know, regulate what you're doing is when you step out and go eating with like friends and family that's when things get a little tricky because if you don't pre-game and think ahead of time you can find yourself being pretty hungry because you don't you just don't have it all situated yet so um or whatever i went back to eating the way i was eating and i felt a lot better during that month cutting those foods out and you mm -hmm. i just um, I was speaking with my wife at the time. I was speaking with my wife because we had just gotten married. And I said, you know what? At the end of the year, I think I'm just going to cut it out completely. And I chose the end of the year because um, in the Haitian culture, Christmas and New Year's is kind of like a big deal when it comes to food. Um, you have like the soup on January 1st, the soup jumu. And that's always, oh. that always has beef in it. And it's, it's a really good soup. I, I'm sure you've seen it. It's like an orange 
um, soup with carrots, beef, potatoes. Um, What's it called? Soup jumu. No, I don't. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's pretty good, and it's a it's a pumpkin soup. Oh, yeah. okay. So maybe it's just a different yeah. name. And for Christmas, we have something called fritai, which is basically fried plantains and grill and pickle. So I kind of wanted to get that out the way first, that one last time, mm -hmm. and then, you know, cut it off. And once that happens, um, that was it, you know. So I, so it would be after, it would be after New Year's. So not January would be five, but a couple of days later. Um, once that. Once I was able to enjoy that, that one last time, I had a big dinner with um, with the family and everything. Um, that was it. I just went cold turkey. I stopped everything. I stopped the pizza, which is my favorite, like, favorite foods. Um, I still have it now, mm -hmm. but, you know, cheese pizza was one of my, it was one of those things I could eat every day and not ever get tired of it. Wow, so. yeah. I can relate. <laughs> yeah, so I just went cold turkey after that, and here I am. Wow. Yeah, thanks for sharing. I, I could relate to that as well. Like, um, for me, like, I did a lot of research into the meat industry, dairy industry, yeah. and um, into uh, Dr. Sebi's teachings. Like, on, he talks about... Um, like the importance of eating alkaline foods mm -hmm. and how when we eat a lot of acidic foods, it causes a lot of sickness. Right, right. Um, because our bodies were, are made to eat alkaline right. foods. So, yeah. So after I did the research, I became a vegetarian. And then it was for about two weeks, three weeks. Mm -hmm. And then I'm, I became a vegan but before i became a vegan um i like i didn't tell anyone in my family that i was a vegetarian so um one day my aunt she made um spaghetti with meat sauce like beef right. and sauce and then so i'm like okay this is gonna be my last meal of meat and then i told her um because i want to become a vegan mm -hmm. So then I ate it. I felt so bad afterwards. <laughs> like my stomach was like torn up. Like not. I won't give any like I won't give any <laughs> details. But yeah, I really had a sore stomach. So like those two. What I learned was um, not eating meat for those two to three weeks. My body changed and like no longer like it rejected it mm. based on that reaction I got. Mm. Um, so then after that uh, stomach stuff, then I became vegan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, it gets um, bad. Like, when you cut it out and then it slips in, even if it's a little bit of cross-contamination, that it really puts a number on it. Yeah. It really, it really doesn't hit you pretty hard, so. Yeah, even... Like, the other day, I went to a restaurant with my family, and I ordered a pasta. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't know that the sauce they used, they used dairy in it. It was just, like, as I'm eating, I'm like, okay, this kind of doesn't taste right. Like, I think there's dairy in it. 
And then when I got home, yeah, my stomach got yeah. torn up again. <laughs> so I, I try not to, like, go out eating. And if I do, I'll, like, from now on, I'll just order a veggie burger. Yeah. And it depends where you go to. It depends. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so what kind of common like questions or reactions do you get from people? Like you mentioned um, your wife, you told your wife about your decision. Is she a vegan as well? Or? Yeah, she is now. Um, she was very supportive. Basically, everyone in my family was pretty supportive. Um, no one really gave me backlash or kind of t- no one talked me out of it. Um, my wife was cool with it. Okay. She was always there helping me, prepping foods and things like that. Um, you know, the older folks, like my mom, she would say, you know, it's good that you're doing that because, you know, they want to see you move in a healthier direction. You figure when you were kids, um, when we were kids, that's all they pushed us to do was eat, you know, more healthy and vegetables. And we'd always get, um, we'd always get told not to bring in fast food and stuff, you know, you should be eating home cooked meals and healthy yeah. meals. So, I guess for her to see me moving in direction in that direction, she was she was pretty cool, and I think she was a little excited about it too. Not that she's a vegan, but you know, just to see me mm-hmm. trying to eat healthier, you know, for longevity. So, yeah, but oh, that's good. Everyone's pretty supportive, but you you'll get those people who. Are, like I had coworkers, um, and it all depends on the. Some people are just closed-minded. Some people just don't know. You know, I had a coworker that told me that I was gonna die. Like when I first told him, <laughs> seriously, like I wasn't expecting that. Because I'm like, yeah, I'm cutting out. He's like, what? You're gonna die? I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's a little extreme, but it, no, you're gonna die eating meat. Right. It, it just goes to show that some people just, you know, they just don't know. If that's all they know, they really don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's the way the it's the way I think the system is set up because you know if you go to a restaurant, everything is meat, right? And then you have your little side, like everything else is considered sides, and your main would be like your ribs and your steak and your chicken right. and stuff. So you know they don't really emphasize vegetables and grains so you get a lot of weird stuff like that recently and this is just recently in 2018 someone at work was found out that i was vegan and they asked me so like you don't drink milk i'm like no he's like so where do you get your and for him he didn't even know what milk provides so it's like wow (laughs) you know a lot of people really just don't know and for their own sake not even just veganism but just for your own health even if you're not a vegan you should know what these foods are giving you so i had to tell him like okay vitamin d and calcium he's like yeah so where do you get your vitamin d and calcium i'm like well you know almond milk has calcium and you know vitamin d and you could also go outside and step in the sun and generate some vitamin d too is so it's um, you'll get that though Yeah, I n- I never heard like the whole "you're gonna die" yeah. reaction. <laughs> kind of funny, but sad. But, yeah, it is. It but is. like, I know. 
Like sometimes when I'm on YouTube watching videos, I'll see like in the related links, um, like titles that say like, yeah, veganism will kill you, why I stopped being vegan, and like how I got, like one person said they got sick after. Yeah, you'll get that. And stuff like that. But I think it all depends on like different factors. Like if you're not eating enough portions. Yeah, of course. If you're not doing it right, right? Yeah. Like, if you want to truly do something, you're going to go out your way to make sure you're doing it the right way. You know, but if you're just kind of just throwing the cards up in the air and hoping that they land where they're supposed to, you know, that's no way to approach any situation. If you're going to, if you're going to do a big change, such as going into veganism, going into that type of um, lifestyle compared to the norm, you know, you should really have a strategy and really educate yourself on that and um, learn how to take the right steps into it. And a lot of people don't do that. They just think, let me just cut all this stuff out and not replace it. With you know, it's a lot. And you're not going to get it all the first day, but you should be striving to learn more and more as you continue to um, go through with it. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, for me, I learned a lot on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I follow this uh, girl. She, her name is Laura Toyota. Okay. She goes by Hot for Food. I don't know if you've heard of her. I don't think I've heard of her. Yeah, she's she's from Toronto. She's really big here. Okay. But, like, I would just watch, like, sit down after work just watch all her videos <laughs> that's how i kind of learned what to make what to eat right right um and it, yeah it was very helpful that's the right way um, to do it yeah yeah youtube basically helped me how to cook because before i was a vegan um like my parents did mm-hmm. and i rarely cook and it's really sad because I'm in my 20s <laughs> right, right. and I just recently started learning to cook and like in Jamaican culture like every like you're supposed to know how to cook by your 20s <laughs> yeah so it YouTube really helped me out with that yeah um I think the most yeah. I think the most cringe question that I get is when they find out you're and say, what do you eat? Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get that. I truly, <laughs> I truly understand. I truly understand why they ask it, you know, because, you know, it's kind of like, you're st- I don't want to say you're stuck in a matrix, but you're, you're so used to something being one way that once you get hit with the app, yeah, I get it. I totally understand why they're asking that, but it's so cringy when they ask that because it makes you <laughs> it makes you wonder, you know, well, what do you eat? Are you just eating the meat on its own, or do you not have mm-hmm. sides and you know different things? Like people eat bread for burgers and uh, lettuce, tomatoes. Um, when you have chicken or shrimp you have rice you have macaroni and cheese you have all these different things so it's uh it's like a one-track mind kind of question you know like 
I guess, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, when, when people ask you that, is it, like, do they actually want to know? Like, is it genuine? I or think is so. it kind of like in a teasing? I way? think it's, no, I don't think it's teasing. I think it's a genuine question because, like I said, when you go eat places, um, the first thing they throw in your face is, is meat, right? So mm-hmm. just imagine if you went to a restaurant and you ordered a rack of ribs and the waitress usually asks, what do you want for your sides, right? And then you say, you know, corn or broccoli or something. And that's usually like a small, tiny little bowl of those sides. So just imagine if you went there yeah. and you ordered that and your plate came and that big rack of rib wasn't there and all you had was that little bowl of rice and the broccoli that you ordered for the sides. So to someone who's sitting across from you with the same platter, but they got their rag of ribs, they're going to look at you funny. Like, well, what are you going to eat? As if that broccoli is not food. (laughs) You know, if only they would give you that broccoli as a big entry platter with the rice versus throwing this big rack of rib on your plate and a little bit of broccoli. So it's kind of the way the system is set up. They don't, you know, the primary is always going to be the meat and the secondary mm-hmm. stuff is going to be the little side of broccoli and a little side of corn or rice or whatever. So I, that's why I say when they ask me that I kind of, I think it's genuine and I understand why they're asking. So mm-hmm. it's only right that I tell them, you know, I eat everything else. But when you tell them, what, <laughs> when you tell them that you eat everything else, it's the response to that, that kind of throws me off. Cause it's almost like a disappointment. Like they wanted me to say something from another planet or something. Like I was supposed to say, well, <laughs> yeah, I eat a uh, vegan 1.20-3 or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is is that that? Yeah, yeah. So they don't expect you to say, well, I eat everything else, you know. It's like a disappointment to them, like, ah, oh, you know. Mm-hmm. For me, um, I had one person, I was at a restaurant with, my coworkers, it was a Christmas party dinner. And a few of them knew that I was vegan, but a few didn't. And then one person's like, so what are you gonna eat, air? <laughs> I'm like, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm gonna have like, a, that, it was a buffet. Mm-hmm. So I had salad, um, they had like chickpeas. Right. Um, in like mixed veggies they had pasta without cheese and meat it was like um garlic what's it called like a garlic olive oil type of yeah with with grilled vegetables mm, to like mix nice. in it but yeah i made sure my plate was full just to show her <laughs> Hey, we eat, you know, we eat food. Yeah, it's just, it's yeah, just education, yeah. I think, you know. Yeah. When they, I think that comes from a place of just going off of what society says and, you know, what, it's not really off of, because if you really thought about it, like if someone came to you and told you that they're being, if you really gave it thought, you wouldn't ask that question, you know what I'm saying, because... You can say, okay, so this person can't eat, but I guess it's not knowing what 
vegan is, you know, that's the first mm -hmm. step understanding what it is and what, as far as food, because it goes way beyond food. But as far as food is concerned, if you understand what it means, it just means no butter, no milk, no animal flesh, nothing that de is derived from animals. Then you, you can right. calculate and kind of come up with your own answer before you ask that question. So. Do you, um, like you mentioned that vegan, veganism goes beyond just food, which I've recently, like in the beginning um, of my journey, I didn't really think of that. Mm -hmm. But I find like more recently I'm thinking about that. Like I changed like the soaps I use. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, do you, are you? Absolutely. And um, that's always been a thing for us, even in the beginning, because I, like I said, I was always into living a healthier life and trying to stay away from toxins and different chemicals so it wasn't hard to switch you know making sure the lotion the soap the shampoos and all that stuff was cruelty free um, but the things that I had before you know I didn't just like as far as clothing is concerned I may I try to make a conscious effort to not get um, leather and different things like mm -hmm. that I always get like fox leather and stuff. But if I had it prior, like let's say if I had it six years ago, you know, I didn't just wake up and say, well, I'm vegan. Now. I'm just going to throw all this stuff away. It's like, you know, that was whatever I had, I had. But moving forward, I always made sure that I didn't get anything that contributed to, you know, the cruelty of animals. Right. And I'm still yeah. learning. Um, I think most things, I'm per I think most things are. I'm sure someone who's like level expert probably tell me that they're not but for the most part for the most part i do believe that majority of the things that i have or purchase is cruelty free right yeah i'm still learning too um like i need to find a good vegan toothpaste that's hard oh, I, know I can't remember the brand I was just looking at it this morning. Um, <laughs> I forgot it already. And there's another toothpaste I have called, um, shoot, Magic Mud. It's a charcoal-based toothpaste. Um, yeah, oh, I just started using that. Um, so it's, it's a Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't foam up either. It's like, it's like, I don't know how to describe it. Um, interesting it is it is it is interesting, interesting. It is, well it doesn't taste gross it looks a little gross because you oh. open your mouth and it's just like gunmetal black and gray in your mouth but um yeah the first time i used it i had an upset stomach and i wonder if it had to do with that because i know that they use charcoal for like um for um forget what it's like if you eat like if you go across country and you get like a stomach virus or something they say it's good for that and i'm wondering okay. if the little bit that i swallow was kind of 
doing something in there. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Mm. But it, it's so far I like it. It turns a toothbrush black for a little bit, but it eventually rinses out. Oh, do you get that online or? Yeah, I got it off Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I need to do. Take time to look into toothpaste, but my like my soaps and my shampoos, conditioners, they're all vegan friendly. Right, right. Um, and then lotion. I don't use lotion. I just use coconut oil. Oh, okay. Yeah, I use that sometimes too. That or shea butter. Uh, out of Africa is the brand. Shea butter. Oh, okay. It's all a process. Like, I mean, I know there's a couple of vegans. I don't know them personally, but online, mm-hmm. like some of them are very like they attack you yeah. if you're not. Have you experienced that before? One time. One time I did. When I just started the basic vegan on Instagram, um, that was the time when uh, I think president elections was going on. And I had posted something about, damn, I don't even remember. It's still there. Like, <laughs> you would scroll all the way to the beginning. That was the first time I ever experienced that. And basically, the gist of her comment was that, you know, as a vegan, it's my job to um, speak, I guess, put out a certain message and speak. Like, she really went on. And oh, yeah, I think that's kind of corny. Um, vegan police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's exactly, that's exactly what it is. And, you know, I was never really, I don't even know. I was never really into big debates with people online like that because um, yeah. I feel it's it's pointless. Um, everyone feels so entitled these days um, to tell you what mm-hmm. to do or how to live your life or how to <laughs> not even live your life, but how everyone feels so entitled. It's just it's just the life of the internet, you know. No one. No one's held accountable for the things they say on there, so they can just say whatever and keep it moving. Um, they forget that there's a human being on the other side of that comment. You know what I'm saying? So, right. so you know, like trying to get someone to quit cigarettes, um, you even talk the slightest bit of bad to a smoker, you know, they automatically get in defense mode and, you know, they defend those the cigarettes. It's just it's our nature so you know when you start to talk bad about people eating meat they're gonna get defensive but i feel that the more effective way is to you know show them and if you're gonna if you're gonna speak negative of something or kind of if you're gonna talk about someone's primary source of nutrition you have to give them alternatives or something else to fall back on. You know, you can't just, right. you can't just throw dirt on something and not give them an alternative or show them the alternative. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. I just wanted to backtrack to the question about what do you eat? Cause that's a very common question that we get as vegans. Uh, 
Like, where do you get your inspiration from? Oh, yeah. The food comes from, like, I don't know. I just be thinking of, like, weird stuff to make. Um, sometimes the inspiration comes from Instagram. But, like, a big a big part of it, like, I'd be challenging myself, like, damn, I want to I wanna create, like, especially, like, Haitian food. Um, I'll look for stuff uh-huh. that, you know, things that I miss eating. And, like, I've been picking my mom's brain a lot lately of, like, I want to make this. And she'd be like, well, you can't make that because, you know, you're supposed to have this. And then I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to make it anyway. i got to figure out how to make it. So, like, <laughs> the um, guyo, which is uh, pork belly, um, she's like, I'm like, yeah, I want to make that. I want to veganize that. And even my sister's like, how are you going to make vegan pork belly? <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know. But, and I kind of have an idea. I don't even want to talk about it. But, oh, like, yeah, I'd be like challenging myself to create certain things. So, And a lot of times I'll just go and I'll look for the regular version. And then I'll say, okay, well, let me just substitute this, this, and this with xyz and i can make the same thing and not all the time it works out like that but a lot of times it do so you know i like to make the i like making a lot of eye-catching foods um the busy foods the stuff that's like food porn in the social media Mm -hmm. or like that's the stuff i like to create that food that makes you hungry yeah. I try to always create like I, I just can't like I've ne- I don't remember the last time I had pancakes with just syrup, like I'm the type of person that have pancakes with like chocolate brownies on it or like uh, marshmallows and, or I, like the one time I made these oh wow <laughs> <laughs> the one time I made like these for breakfast yeah crazy right I slowed down on that Sugar though. Rush. The one time I made these kale pancakes with like roasted peppers and onions and all this stuff. Like I like to just go way left field oh, with wait and I made these cinnamon bun pancakes or I'll make like these um like a vegan Big Mac or you know, that's that's the type of stuff I like to I like creating just creating whatever comes to mind and mm-hmm. you know, Killed pancakes. That one sounded interesting. Yeah, I was a little bitter. It was salty too. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was different. <laughs> Is that on your YouTube page? No, well? that's not. Like those pancakes. That's only. I, oh, okay. I've been thinking of restarting. Like I used to have a basin vegan website. I had that on there. Um, actually, I do still have that recipe because I had a, a ebook with like five pancake recipes in it, and that was one of them. Oh, yeah. cool. Maybe I'll put that mm-hmm. back out there. Yeah, that's interesting. But that's what inspires me. Just, I don't know about the... Sorry. I was saying, yeah, that's what inspires me. Just creating, just creating things that people wouldn't expect a vegan to be eating. You're right. So. It's, I, I bet it's like cool to see their reactions. Like the positive ones, right. at least. And I haven't really gotten any negative reactions to the foods, um, other than like people's preference. Like somebody will say, "Oh, I don't eat that, but it looks good." But I haven't got anything like, "Oh, vegan shouldn't be eating that." Um, 
So, you know, not yet anyway. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure about the cinnamon bun pancake and brownies, was it? (laughs) (laughs) But it sounds interesting. That sounds like something you would get, like, at a carnival. Yeah, it was Um, pretty diabetic. (laughs) It was pretty pretty diabetic, (laughs) so I slowed down on stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. Like we at in um Toronto we have at the end of summer we have this place called the CNE mm-hmm. um, Canadian National Exhibition and at the end of this summer they have like a little fair thing and every year they have like these crazy food idea like food I guess um yeah, like food people could try, but it's like really, really crazy. I feel like that the one that you were talking about would be found in that. Right. I heard there was a um But it's it's not vegan Like the CNE um foods that they have, right. it's not vegan. Is it true that there's like a vegan uh village out there, like a community out there where it's all, yes. like a block I think, like two blocks or something? Yes, funny thing you should say that because I had a coworker I think it, like last week that told me about it. She sent me a like a link uh-huh. to it. I haven't been there before, but it's in Toronto. Uh-huh. It's like in a community in Toronto. That sounds pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I, is it Veganville or I don't even remember what that what it's called, but. Yeah, that I found that very interesting. Like, wow. <laughs> well, um, I don't want the podcast to be too too long because right. I know, I know some people like their attention span. Yeah, definitely, especially yeah. now. So this you like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you close off by just sharing, I guess, a little promotion of your brand, like your YouTube and your um, Instagram. Like how people could find you and connect with you. I can be found on Instagram at the Basic Vegan, as well as Facebook, but I'm not that active on there. Um, same, the Basic Vegan, and on YouTube, which is my primary. Actually, Instagram is not primary, but um, all three: the Basic Vegan, even Twitter, the Basic Vegan. Um, but I'm most active on Instagram and YouTube. Well, thanks again for taking the time out your day. To chat. This is my you're my first guest. Absolutely. And, and I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back and oh, really? I'll yeah. be back in another year when you're like too big and I have to spend like three <laughs> weeks trying to get a hold of you. <laughs> oh, man. So new to this. <laughs> the only way you're gonna get better is if you keep doing it. So you know, you gotta yeah. start somewhere. Just keep going and keep learning. Thanks again so much. Anytime. Thank you for tuning in to episode 5 of the STV podcast. Be sure to check out the Basic Vegan's YouTube channel and his Instagram for some eye-catching vegan food recipes and reviews. I definitely want to give his jerk cauliflower wings recipe a try. It looks 
so good and i also want to try his buttermilk biscuit recipe i think that the biscuit would go well with hot for foods uh, tofu fried egg recipe um, ever since i got the hot for food cookbook that's the one recipe that i've been making over and over and over again i can't get enough it's so good so i definitely want to give that a try if you would like to be on an episode of the STV podcast, email me at shalina at sweettoothshay.com or if you are on Anchor, you can send me a voice message. Thank you again for listening to my podcast and take care.